Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of AI Movie Night. Tonight we're going to be doing a spoiler cast on Rogue One. Obviously we've done a preview of Rogue One and now we're going to spoil everything right throughout the film. So if you haven't seen it, please have a listen to our preview pod. Go to the cinema to see the film and then have a listen to this pod afterwards. So we're just going to go straight into it. I'm joining the game by... You know who I'm joined by. I'm joined by Gags and Andy Wales, two great guests. Gags, obviously the host of the excellent Gags Tandon show and new host of the On The Box podcast, which is well worth a listen. How are you doing, Gags? I'm good. I'm really excited to talk about Rogue One. So, yeah, thank you for getting me back. I, I, have, I had no doubt I was coming back because me and Andy kind of uh, are, are your go-tos for Star Wars. So, yeah, loving it. Definitely. Definitely are. Great, great. Thanks, thanks for joining me again. Look forward to hearing your thoughts. And I'm also lucky enough to be joined by Andy Wales, host of the excellent Reds Review podcast. And like me and Gags, a massive fan of Star Wars. How are you doing, Andy? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good job. Been looking forward to this, but, um, I've got a feeling I might not be too popular with some people. Uh, well, it, it'll be good to have a, a little bit of a, contrasting views on the pod so i look forward to hearing no why you think darth. you might be <laughs> don't be going against yeah, be, darth mate be careful be careful you know what gags is like so i suppose obviously there's been so much hype about this film in the build-up obviously we we joined in with that we were so excited did it live up to your expectations gags and please try and keep it relatively brief because obviously we'll be going later in in much more depth i'm gonna be so brief yes it was a Star Wars film. It lived up to it for me, yes. Fantastic, fantastic. So emphatic from Gags. What about yourself, Andy? Uh, I'll say maybe my expectations were a little too high uh, after all the the talking we did pre, you know, on B 
before the movie, you know, the pod we did uh, mm-hmm. b- before it was released, the preview one. Um, and I've got to say, I'm afraid it didn't quite live up to my expectations. Sure. Well, I look forward to hearing exactly why that is later on throughout the podcast. I suppose I'm, I'm, I'm probably in the middle. I, I, I really enjoyed the film, but I think a bit like Andy, I think my expectations were maybe too high and impossible expectations for, from my perspective, because obviously it's very difficult to live up to so much hype and so much, you know, people waiting for, you know, a full year for a film to come out and having this big build up. So for me, it, it, it probably just fell short, but there's very good reasons for that. Um, one of the big questions that a lot of people on social media and elsewhere have been asking is, is it better than The Force Awakens? And I'll start with you on that, please, Andy. Definitely not for me. Well, without mm-hmm. question, I felt that The Force Awakens was the better of the two movies. Uh, it's not to say that this is uh, that Rogue One's a bad movie. Not at all. It is a good movie. But without question, to my mind, Force Awakens was a better movie and I, I certainly enjoyed it a lot more. What well, what was it about the force awakens that for you elevated it above, above this? It's, I suppose it's, it's that, uh, je ne sais quoi, you know, that, that star Wars magic. It had, mm-hmm. it, it just had that, that extra special feel about it. Something intangible that is the, something about star Wars that you can't quite sort of put your finger on, you know, as, as someone who's, watched it repeatedly for God knows how many years, more, a lot more years than I'd care to uh, recall. Uh, you know, it's, it's a part of my childhood. It's, it's almost a part of my identity. I've watched the movies that many times, uh, you know, being a fan had the, the figures, my, my children now watch them and have got the figures and the Lego mm-hmm. Star Wars and everything, you know, it, it's, it's just, a you know, such a part of, of life. This movie is, is more than just a movie. It's, it, and, it does have a magic about it. Uh, and there was, I think the force awakens kind of encapsulated that magic, but I don't think rogue one quite caught on to that. Uh, there, there's just something not quite there for me. Uh, and, uh, and I mean, we'll go into more detail as we go along, but uh, it was just a bit too slow for me. Okay. Okay. What about yourself, Gags? Where, where do you stand on that one? It's so hard to compare these two films. They're, totally different for me i think i think obviously the biggest thing missing is is the force and i think maybe andy's talking about that as the magic that's not there there's there's so many things you can tie in to this film and say right how can you judge between the two of them i i I personally think it's so hard there are two separate films for me what one of them is like a throwback to a new hope Uh, there's some new characters in there They're, they're building new characters great whatever but then obviously Han Solo's back and you see that character and you just die, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you kind of just like, yes, I love this already. He's back and yeah. the, and then the comedic stuff between them and then the hurt as well in it. Everything was Star Wars. It was great. This isn't supposed to be that. This is not supposed to be an episodic, you know, movie. Mm-hmm. I thought we covered that in the, in, in the preview where we said that we can't, you can't expect it because there is no Jedi. There is none of that that they've they've made clear that this is an in between movie. But like you're saying, how can you how can you combine it? I've had a bit of a think about it. Um, now that we're recording this part for the second time, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm going to judge it on a few things. Originality. Rogue One was more original. Yeah. Direction. Probably Force Awakens was better. Action. I'd say Rogue One, surprisingly, because of mm-hmm. what happens in it. Uh, yeah. Main characters, no doubt, Force Awakens. You know, no doubt. The main mm-hmm. characters, how they built the youngsters. Side characters, though. Rogue One, I think. There was quite mm-hmm. a few new ones. And then villains. I think people know how I thought about what happened with Kylo Ren in the end and how I went mad mm-hmm. at that. So I suppose it can be a tie on that. But when Darth's back, you don't touch Darth. You know, this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then music, well, you don't touch The Force Awakens, do you? Because of there's something <laughs> specialness that. So I suppose that's where this falls is that it's not an episode, but it's got so much going for it as well. Um, Joe, it has. It really does have, and it, yeah. it built some people up really nicely, and we're going to go into that in a minute. But, yeah, I thought there was there was pros and cons, but overall, I think it delivered, especially the ending. Really, really delivered. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're both saying there. I think, um, I think The Force Awakens for me, obviously, Ray and Finn, Gags touched on. I think they were just really charismatic and much more likable characters. But equally, this was a much more original film, and you know it was a safer bet. The Force Awakens because it had so many of the the Star Wars touchstones. Obviously, this one has plenty of callbacks and references to A New Hope and other films from the original trilogy, but it doesn't copy to the same extent or pay homage to the same extent that the force awakens does so i think you know obviously it does lack certain things like you've mentioned the force and jedi and things for the most part but that that in a way like gag says i suppose is a strength to some extent because it's more original and you're seeing characters who aren't part of that skywalker saga so i, I suppose what i'm saying essentially is that both very good in their own way. Although for me, I probably enjoyed The Force Awakens slightly more, but in some ways, I'd say this is a better film. So it's interesting. Like what, that. What, 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 what did you like about Force Awakens so much? <laughs> well, I, I think the main thing, probably, it's a bit of an obvious answer, but it's got to be tangible. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's what, you know, what, what else do you need? So basically, that that's the thing that elevates it. Oh, uh, for fuck's sake, the Kanja Club. <laughs> the Scottish language, yeah, Kanja Club. How many times does he say it? Kanja Club, Kanja Club. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's funny how it's become such a big thing now, but I don't know why. I just love that. And clearly, so many other people do as well. At first, I hated it, but now I sort of think it's boss or something. I don't know. Just something endearing about it, really. He's so out of place, mate. It's so oh, funny. it is. It is. It, it doesn't feel Star Wars at all. But uh, no, no, love that bit. I suppose uh, best get into it. I could talk Candy Club all day, but I don't think anyone would listen. So probably <laughs> the best, <laughs> best move on. So obviously, clearly, there's a, a lot you like about it, Gags. What, 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 what particularly do you think was done so well in this film? It's a different tone. A movie is even mm-hmm. darker a little bit. The other things is like how in the first three films, the rebels are all together. It, they're, they're all at sea here now. They're mm-hmm. all at sea. Everything's fucked. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I thought some of the builds of some of the new, because that's storyline wise, the Jedi's aren't there. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to save us? There's tyranny going on in the galaxy. They're building this unbelievable fucking Death Star. And um, there's desperation. 
there's there's mm-hmm. there's there's absolute desperation from the rebels, so they need to do anything, and obviously that's the plot in getting this, um, you know, Jane in because of her dad, and their father and yeah. what he's done. So that desperation shows they really need to get to them, find out, and get her to find out what he's done or what he's doing, if there's anything they can do. And then the, the other bits part of it, it was it was real. It felt like, you know, they used some really good places like. Scarif, for example, the battle where that was, that looked gorgeous. Um, yeah. I, I thought there was, um, what else was good about it? The the comedic relief from K2SO, stuff like that. We're going to go into him later, but there's so many, there's so many bits, you know, like some of the character development in terms of uh, Chirut, he was such mm-hmm. a great character. The force side, the angle of that, and, you know, they and also loved how they tied so many things in with... Um, the old for, 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 with sorry, a new hope. There's a couple of lots of characters from that film we go into as well later. That were, that were I mean, w- what were their names? And um, Mr. Walrus and uh, we, we were talking about it before the pod, weren't we? What were their two names? Yeah. I've forgotten them already. But Doctor Everson and uh, Ponder Baba. Yeah, Ponder Baba. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know, they they make it just just little links that really excite you. Moff Tarkin. How could you? I mean, when I saw him. I thought of Andy Wales. You know, it's crazy, but you, you, why, why would I think of Andy Wales? I mean, but it's because we've been talking for Star Wars now for a few yeah. years, you know, with yeah. the previews and whatever, and we, we covered all this, and, and he always goes on about this guy. And then yeah. when he turns up on the screen, I was just like, my God, Andy's going to love this. And it fucking turns out Andy hated the film, but, uh, but, but okay, sorry, it's a strong word, hate, but <laughs> do you get what I mean? It's just like, whoa, uh, that's what I thought. But there's so many other bits as well. Like, I, I don't know if I spoke about it, but the start of the film, there's little links or depth to the film as well, where you see her flashing back with her dad and he's linked up with Krennig and they're all having a laugh and a joke and eating, drinking. They're trying to show that there's history to the relationship. It's not just he's just mm-hmm. turned up on this fucking, you know, this in this world and that's it, he's taking Galen away. It, there was an actual... They tried to build it. It's Like I said, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you try and build every character with depth, right, in this movie... Where there's so many new ones for us, you'd be here. You need two two movies, I reckon. You need the first one to fucking start up all the history of it, and then the rest of it, and then you've got her mother who's got this crystal, you know, that passes it on to her, and she's saying force. She's talking about the force a lot. That crystal is very similar to the stuff that Chirrut talks about afterwards, and obviously he links with her because that's what links her to him is that he sees the crystal on her. So there's there is depth. People don't see it. You, you, you got to look. I mean, I've watched it three times, Joe. So <laughs> there's a there's a bit of depth. What I also like was um, some of the stuff with you can see like um, what is it the the the, the empire is a bit humanized by Krennig as well. But we'll go into Krennig later. But there's there's stuff yeah. like that. Um, Jeddah is beautiful. It's just Star yeah. Wars for me. So yeah. the, 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 those are just a little bit of the things, and obviously the ending. Darth Vader. If I don't mention Darth Vader as a good thing in this movie, shoot me. <laughs> but Darth, Darth, Darth is everything at the end of this. It really is. Uh, summed, summed up so many of the things I enjoy in the film there. In particular, it, it is a beautiful film. I, I particularly love that first planet with Galen with the contrast between the, the green of the grass and the black of the the, the, the soil. And then obviously... 
Krennic arrives and he's he's all in white and obviously Galen's in black and the contrast and it just looks brilliant and that continues throughout the film. I'm glad you mentioned Jedder as well. It really felt like you said, it felt like Star Wars. It had that sort of mixture of modern technology but a real lived-in, dirty, dirty, grimy feel to everything. It, it seemed like a real place that belongs in that universe and as we know from the prequels, that's not always easy to pull off but that no. felt, you know, that felt in that same universe and that was such a joy. And I suppose the thing that I, I enjoyed the most was the the, the the darkness and the ruthlessness shown by certain members of the rebellion at time it really brought to life that this is a this is a war that people's lives are dependent on it and sometimes you know people won't always be honourable whatever side they're on it showed that sort of you know the greyness it isn't just this Manichaean struggle between good and bad there's a lot more grey areas within it and I, I really loved that I thought it was a refreshing addition to the Star Wars world what about yourself Andy obviously I know you're not as big a fan as Gags or myself but clearly you enjoyed parts of it what do you think went well I, I, I mean kind of sort of clarify I, I don't think it's a bad movie it's not that I didn't enjoy the movie I did I did like you're, it. You're only saying that because Moff Tarkin was in it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, did, it did kind of brighten up when he appeared, like, I must admit. It was only he 10 minutes in, you know. It. it was only 10 uh, minutes in. Shut up. <laughs> hey, leave Moff alone. <laughs> that, well, I, I think it, what it did well was the second half of it. That it, That's the thing for me with the movie. I, it, just, it was the pace. It was a slow. It was a really sort of slow start. It was a slow burner. But once it found its pace, once it once it got going, it was a good movie. I think if the first half had been akin to the the second half, it would have been a great movie. Um, and like I say, I, I did enjoy it. It was a good movie. Um, but like, but yeah, the, the second half was really good. Some of the characters, as Gags has mentioned, some of the characters were really good. You know, Tarkin being in there. I mean, I, I loved that. I wasn't expecting that. It was great. Expect you know just spectacular almost you know the, the way that they did it uh, and and you know the final scenes were, were just sublime but it, it's just the first half of the movie for me uh, that and it's it is a little bit of a shame and it's it's it you know it, it's hard saying this as a star wars fan because it is a part of you know the story um but they did do some you know they did a lot of things really well in it you know lots of little things here and there it, you know using Jeddah and the fact that you know that destroyed Jeddah as a city that that in itself made sense you know as to why it wasn't in any of the original movies you know that, that kind of it's almost like tying up a loose end so they, they did do a lot of stuff well but there was other stuff that wasn't quite so uh, quite so good can we just mention uh, yeah, a yeah. special mention for the blue liquid in the uh, on that island uh, sorry on that in that world you talked about at the start where <laughs> it was exactly the same as uh, rogue one Oh, oh, sorry, right, sorry yeah. it's exactly the same as New Hope, where Luke's drinking yeah, yeah. stuff, yeah? Who, who played the blue liquid? I don't know, it was me. <laughs> I wanted to be in it. But, uh, but By the way, this film took $980 million. So, wow. clo- getting close that, to a billion now, which is, come on, that's pretty that, damn fucking sick. That's rival an Anfield Index, isn't it? <laughs> I fucking win! <laughs> oh, I want to be here! I want to be talking Star Wars, I'll be fucking making it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my that, god it is it just shows you the, the, the power of Star Wars number one movie it? in the last year it's, there you go 
it's it's an absolute juggernaut, isn't it? It really is. Um, clearly, obviously, Andy's mentioned obviously the pacing for him, and particularly the start he wasn't fond of. What about yourself, Gags? Was there anything about it that disappointed you? Some characters weren't built as we expected as a as a team. We're a team, three of us, aren't we? I think when yeah. we did when we did the preview, a lot of the things we've said in the preview were right. Okay, mm-hmm. the war, the ending. What happened at the end? I know some of you are surprised we're going to talk about it later, but I expected a lot of it to happen. Um, but but I, we also expected people like Whitaker and Riz Ahmed to have much better roles for the names that they are right now. I mean, Riz Ahmed's probably not as big as what Whitaker's achieved in the industry, but recently he's got a lot of stock. You know, in what he's yeah, done in TV. He's, he's very hot, isn't he? He's very in hot. In terms of the talent. So, obviously, that, so yeah. he's hot now as well because he's been in Star Wars and it's taken eight, nine, eight, eight, mm-hmm. eight million dollars, whatever. But but I didn't think there was much in the role for him to, to really mm-hmm. make something of it. I didn't think there was anything for Saw Guerrero. I thought it was it was poor. I thought it was a poor, poorly written role, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just didn't, didn't see anything in that. I didn't see much in... Um, in 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 Riz Ahmed either he kind of just turns up, gets brainwashed, and then does nothing or whatever. It just it just isn't. There wasn't enough there for me. Do you get what I mean? And yeah, um, uh, th- those type of things really put me off. Um, uh, not put me off. Sorry, I really enjoyed it, but I did was disappointed that they didn't go further with stuff. I was hoping I was hoping that they'd bring some kind of, um, you know, the force in the light side. But there was nothing. So, but I suppose that fits with the movie because it is dark. So, it, you know, and there was darkness. So, <laughs> thankfully, at the end. <laughs> but, um, yeah, those, those are the things that I think they could have used some of the characters or defined some of the roles. But like I said before, it means that they're three hours long. Also, Galen as well. Uh, so, I, I really give, didn't give two shits that he got killed at that point. Mm-hmm. And, it, apparent, and, you know, if you watch the movie, the way they build it, you're supposed to give a shit about that because... You know, you give a shit about it, Jin. You do. You do want her yeah. to succeed. But when he dies, you don't feel sorry for her, which, you, which is what they want. The, the whole point of that scene is that you want her to go and kick some ass now. Mm. But I don't think there was enough build for it. I don't think there was enough... No. that was that was, Those were the bits I didn't think I cared enough, you know, about them. Saw Guerrero dying meant nothing to me, for example. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree, yeah. I don't think Riz Ahmed or Forrest Whitaker got enough to get the teeth into. And, you know, almost anyone could have played Riz Ahmed's role. Whereas mm-hmm. he's someone who's capable of pretty much anything. So it is a pity he didn't get more to do. And Forrest Whitaker, I think he's the type of actor, so, so talented. But if what he's given to do isn't worthy of him, he, he can be quite poor or, you know, a bit cartoonish at times. But I think that's probably more of fault with the script for some of his parts really what about obviously gags has mentioned some of the performances there what about yourself andy were there any performances or characters that you were disappointed in particularly yeah i, well, I was i was very disappointed with the saw guerrero character uh, as a big fan of forrest whitaker I, I mean we spoke on the preview pod mm-hmm. i was really looking forward to him and it, it was Maybe maybe that that had an impact itself on on you know just how I saw the movie, you know I was, I was very underwhelmed by that character. It, it was like I said, you know it was it was poorly written, uh, and just the, for me the whole sort of first half of the movie was a bit too slowly paced. 
And that, I mean, I'd already said, you know, once it did actually find its feet and start to gather pace, it became a really good movie that I really enjoyed. But it just, it was such a slow burner. And you don't mind a slow burner, you know, building to a crescendo, you get that. But I think it was slow for a bit too long, if you know what I mean. You know, some things are a little bit slow at the start, but then they start to gather and you get the intrigue. I think this took a little bit too long to really get going and, and, and find its way. Um, I will say that I, I know I've watched it twice. The second time I watched it, um, having obviously having the, the first time was all about your expectations, isn't it? And the hype and, yeah. and it doesn't quite hit that. So the second time round, you know what to expect and you watch it. And I think you do watch the movie differently. And I did, I did enjoy it more the second time. It, it did come across on the whole as a better movie, but still that first half is, is a bit too slow for me. And I think that is, Aside from some of the characters and and perhaps a, a missed opportunity in a way of of you know a little bit more of there must have been some kind of relationship there between Saw Gerrera and Urso, you know that whole thing the way that yeah. was set up, the, there was the, the, I, I think they kind of missed maybe you know plugging a few more gaps in, in that relationship as well. So yeah, it's we, we I don't want to go too much into the characters because we're going to do that later in the mm-hmm. show and. Yeah, but but it, the pace was the big thing for me. That really was, and it just it just didn't quite, like I've said, it didn't quite have that Star Wars magic for me. But mm-hmm. it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Oh. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> Let me make no. that clear. No, no fair play because we don't <laughs> want you getting any stick. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, obviously we've mentioned so many of the things that disappointed us in the film. But one of the things that disappointed me. Obviously, we've mentioned Forrest Whitaker's character of Saw Guerrero and that performance was the, the, the creature that could read minds and the whole Bokulis, Bokulis bit. It, it sort of took me out <laughs> of the film. <laughs> it, it felt a bit prequely. Oh, it was shit. It was oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, it just didn't seem, I don't know why. I, I, I don't like it when there's a creature like that that seems so powerful anyway, because it sort of, to some extent, feels like it diminishes everyone else if it can read anyone's mind. Joe, it had no point know. in the movie. It was There was yeah. absolutely no point. Jin turns up, right? So obviously he knows that this is all going to be okay. You know, it's. It, it, yeah. I just thought, what the, what the hell? He's, he's, he's got that message that he could just watch and it'll be fine, yeah? Why yeah. did he have to put him through this bollocks? And what did it do anyway? They all died. Yeah. They, you know, that, that, that place got blown up anyway. So Saw Guerrero yeah. and that thing, Paul Cullick, whatever the shit thing is, yeah. died anyway. Like, there's absolutely yeah. no sense of that in the film. That was one of the bits as well that I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Jesus. Yeah, he could read minds, but he could not foresee um, the place being destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Mystic uh, Meg, mate. It was just a mind reader. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 just seemed a bit out of place. I know it's hard to bring in new creatures and for them to be, you know, for them to work. But I just think that was quite poor, and I think it sort of, to some extent, is part of why So Guerrero's character was cheapened a little bit. Obviously, been built up so much and I just don't think it paid off and that was that was definitely part of it for me but obviously we've concentrated on a lot of the characters who've underwhelmed us maybe in it were there any particular gags that you you really were impressed by any performances or characters you really enjoyed in the film 
yeah, I thought Jin was good. She played the lead role well. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought, obviously, K2SO was absolutely fantastic oh, in what yeah. they introduced with that. Uh, Chirrut was my favourite, though. I thought um, Chirrut brought so much to the movie. You, you, At the end, you give a shit when he passes away, you know? You, act- yeah. you absolutely do give a shit with that death. You don't oh, want him to die, yeah. you know? You don't want him to die, and you just think... The whole the the whole force angle with him is is excellent. He's blind. His senses are heightened, as you would expect of a person that's blinded. That the other senses are heightened. But this guy is super. He is like he's like a ninja. You know, he's absolutely just destroying these stormtroopers and and actually making you laugh while he does it. He's the he's the comic relief, like like K two S O. Uh, the serious part. K two S O is totally laugh. You know, laughing a joke. But this guy's. <laughs> got depth to him so he's 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 funny but then he's also serious as well and mm-hmm. he's loyal as well there's so much to this character because he's loyal to Jin once he feels that she's you know that he actually yeah. just trusts her immediately she's got a, he says I can sense that she's clean you know and then mm-hmm. he can sense that uh, what's his name Cassian that he's yeah. there's something dark about him there's a yeah. grey there's a grey to him you know like you mentioned earlier Joe about how you know the, the desperation angle and how this is more gritty and they have to do some nasty things because the, the rebellion is mm. so hurt now and and, and, they, and he can sense those things and it's, it's such a good character that was beautiful and uh, especially one part that I loved the best was when they put the, the bag on his head and then he goes are you for real I'm blind <laughs> you know and you just laugh your head off because you're like this it's it's <laughs> Just, it just, oh, you know, it is really some really good scenes in there with him. And, uh, you know, one with the Force, the Force is one with me. It stays with you after the film. You know, mm-hmm. his lines, some of the lines that he says stay with you after the film. And that's the key. If someone can say something in a movie and it sticks with you afterwards, yeah, uh, I, I, I think then that character's done well. And I thought he was actually the number one character in the end. For me, I enjoyed the most. Uh, I was mm. disappointed, actually, that he didn't get more action scenes at the end. You know, when the battle was going on, he didn't get more hand-to-hand combat. And it was more, yeah. you know, the proper... I suppose that's real, though, isn't it? You get a war. Yeah, when you get into true. war, you, you, it's more shooting each other rather than, you know, yeah. hand-to-hand. So I suppose it was realistic. But it would have been nice to see him do a bit more of what they showed at the start of the film. That would have been fantastic. And, and it's a shame we're never going to see him again. In the movie, so that's one of the sad bits. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned Donnie Yen's performance as Chirrut because I I think you've touched on something really impressive about about his performance and that character. It's so rarely done as well, I think. He had such a, like, quiet dignity about him, but could be extremely funny as well, and also extremely good at acting. And obviously Mm. you get... All of these films will have people who can be funny, but it's very rare you have someone who who has that sort of gravitas and that sort of dignity who can also do the funny stuff as well without losing any of the sort of heart of the character. And he was able to switch, you know, for those moments, like you said, about getting the, getting the, 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 the cover put over his head and that. He was able to switch into the comedy and switch back, and you still take him completely serious as this, you know... The, the, dignified the, man. You're right, because you know when he walks in front of the, st- the stormtroopers and he's doing the force stuff, and um, they're, they're about to shoot him, and they go, "Wait, he's blind!" And then one of the stormtroopers goes, "Is he deaf?" Because they're telling yeah. him to stop. They're telling him oh. to stop. It's just there's some really good one-liners in there that Star Wars yeah. does. 
pull off, you know, at times. Oh, totally, totally. What about yourself, Andy? Any any characters or performances stand out for you? I think, yeah, the, the, like you said there, you know, Donnie Yen was was so good. I, I really enjoyed that uh, Chimok character, and there was it was just such a nice balance between the serious side, you know, the fighting, you know, that he he kind of. He had that sort of uh, presence about him on screen of a Jedi. You know, you you could actually believe that he was Jedi. Mm-hmm. And but it was such a nice balance sure. between that and the comedy. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like a comedic character. It was just he is the way he delivered the lines, everything. It was it was just re- you know it wasn't just the character. It was his performance and his delivery, and it was. He did really kind of catch, <laughs> I suppose, still the yeah, spotlight in a sense. He was so good. I, I really did enjoy that character and the K2SO character as well. Oh. You know, there were lots of humor in that. Just in the, the you, you know, the soul lit, he is so literal, you know, and it was, it was, I don't know, that it's kind of like continuing that, that, you know, that history that Stores has with, with the droids bringing kind of right, uh, light relief throughout the movies and, those two and and I do think uh, uh, Felicity Jones did well as as Jin. You know, she gave, I thought she gave a good a, a good performance, not like outstanding, but good. And I thought she was believable in the lead role, and the chemistry that she shared with uh, with Cassie and you know towards the end of where their chemistry developed. I, I, he was another one for me, Diego Luna, who played Cassie and. I thought he came out of this, you know, he, he he seemed to get better and better as the movie went on. And and I would guess that, you know, he's a guy coming out of this movie who will, you know, step up in you know and start getting bigger roles and we'll see him a lot more often because I, I thought he played his role really well as uh, as well. He's, an, you know, and there's another one. So, and of course, Moff Tarkin, I have to mention Moff. I thought he was brilliant. I knew I knew you'd have to mention Moff and uh, uh, don't worry. It was, we'll be... oh, it was great. It was great seeing him. It, it was. It, I, lo- I just loved that. That again, these little connections between they're they're really good, and the way that they did them, it was good. Like I say, it's it wasn't my favorite of the movies, and and I, and it did disappoint me at times, but it did have some really good bits. And some of the characters were some of the best bits, so to speak. Would you mention in the Moff Tarkin, Andy, um, what were your thoughts on the CGI? Because uh, there has been a little bit of controversy around it. Some people say it took them out of the film. Well, obviously, clearly, I know you lo- love the Moff Tarkin character anyway. How did you find the CGI? Did it take you out of the film or did it work for no, you? Not, not at all. Not at all. Uh, it was great. I was. I must admit, at first I was thinking, my God, they've got an actor that looks just like him. They've, you know, they've they've done him up to make him look a hell of a lot like him. We're going, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, it's CGI. It's it, uh, so. I mean, it's it's astounding how they do it. Yeah. But it's great. You know, see seeing Peter Cushing back there because you know, for such a brief character in the original movies, he left such a you know a lasting impression. And yeah. and to see him resurface again, and just kind of to re-emphasize, you know, just just the power and the influence he had, and you know, just what a position he was within, you know, the story, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, you know, and how ruthless he was. It was it was great to see him back on the screen, and the CGI, I'm afraid, 
it was done so well that it absolutely did not take me out of it at all. No, me neither. My daughters, we, we both sat up, you know, like we mentioned earlier, it made us think of mm-hmm. Andy, but, but we, we both sat up and thought, went, what? And then I had to explain to her that this man's obviously dead now. Um, you know, <laughs> and she was yeah. just like, oh, wow, that is, that really does look like him, you know, and, and for, for Krennig, you know, Mendelssohn to spend, get some screen time with him. Imagine, you know, it must have been, they, they're both, I, I think I've seen the preview and they're both big Star Wars fans. Uh, Mads, Mad, what's his name? Mads Mickelson, is Mads it? Mads Mickelson. They're both yeah. massive, massive Star Wars fans. And, you know, imagine what you're thinking there. If you're Men- Mendelssohn, you're thinking, I got to get time with Moff Tarkin and Darth Vader on screen. Oh, like, there was real, you know, like, pride when you watch an interview with them and you, you look at it and well for for but Mendelssohn especially you just he was just like it was brilliant it was brilliant, so well done and it, again one of the things that made the movie because it was a surprise they kept it quiet when it turned up you actually sat up you know everyone yeah. sat up and watched just like the end of the movie but we'll I'm gonna hold <laughs> I'm saving it. No, I'm saving I look forward I look forward to that part. I suppose with you touching on it there obviously what did you make of, you know, Ben Mendelsohn's performance as Krennic and obviously his relationship with, you know, the likes of Moff Tarkin and Vader? What did, what did you make of all that, Gags? It seemed to me like a guy who was desperate to really move up in the in the villain, you know, in the force, in the dark side <laughs> of the of the forces. He wanted to be, you know, this is his idea. This whole thing of building this blimmin' Death Star. He wants the credit. He wants to meet. These people, you know, the, 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 you know, the Hitler of the time, whatever his name is, <laughs> is going to be the emperor. And then, yeah, the, the force, the power, Darth Vader, he wants to get their blessing. He wants to be a powerful person in, in, in the empire. And he's yeah. close, you know, and obviously he's not trusted either by Muff. He's not trusted. Mm-hmm. He's going to, yeah, as if you're going to do it, as if you're going to, it's going to work. And then he, he proves it to him. By destroying a city, you know? And then Moff's yeah. like, oh, I, I apologize to you, you know? But still, you've got shit to do. And then he's got to, then he's got to go and prove himself again. And Ben Reynolds is, is great, actually. And he shows, he shows power. He shows, he shows tyranny. And, you know, obviously destroying a city mm-hmm. is, is fucking, is disgusting, you know? It's, and he, yeah. and he does it with glee. He's like yeah. so proud of himself. But then when he's in front of Vader and the first appearance of Vader, which is superb, by the way. Superb. Oh, yeah. I love seeing that. You can he's he's displaying a weak, nervous wreck so well as well. You know, this yeah. is supposed to be a powerful person, he's just destroyed a fucking city. And then he's in front of Darth and he's just putty in his hands. You know, and then uh, Darth says the line, you know, don't choke on your aspirations and it's beautiful. It's one people thought it was cheesy, right? Some people have moaned about it on social media, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" I'm never forgetting that line now. It's beautiful. Yeah. I want to say no, to people, I, I... especially Nina, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say to people. So it's 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 just yeah. So some things were done well, and like I said, he he he. he what's funny about Ben Mendelsohn is, you know, when he when they're on Scarif and he goes into the whatever that place is, they're in the headquarters, and he sees yeah. the beach taken over, and he goes. What are you doing? Come on, get out there and fight! It's like, just like, uh, he's just like he, he just he basically he can act. We know that, and I think he got oh, yeah. enough. He got enough of a role to show 
those sides of him. So yeah, I, I was happy. I felt I was he was happy. having fun. Yeah, yeah, and I, I felt I was yeah. happy that you know, like how was we built him up in the preview. He actually yeah. did well. In unlike oh, the other yeah. two, he actually got the role to do it. Yeah, he did. He did. I like. I like that. I like his ruthlessness and his, you know, his mm. sarcasm. You know, I think he says something like, "It's a miracle when Lyra reappears after <laughs> he's been told she's dead, even though he doesn't for a second believe that." You know, uh, and as you and uh, you know, his ruthlessness when he kills all the engineers. You know, and I also like that, like you said before, oh, yeah, when he meets Vader. He, I, I love that when he meets Vader, and it's like. It, it's all you, you can feel the sort of clash in, in his character between being afraid of Vader, but his ambitions so so high that he, even in front of Vader, he can't help himself a bit, and obviously he then gets slapped down and force choked by Vader for it. And I like you really like that. What about yourself, Andy? What did you think of uh, Ben Mendelsohn's performance as Krennic and uh, obviously those you know scenes with his superiors? I thought it was it was interesting. It was certainly interesting. I've got to say that as a character, mm-hmm. I wasn't particularly bothered about him through large mm-hmm. parts of the movie. You know, he, he could he, he could have died or lived. You know, at many points, and and I wouldn't particularly have cared that much. Um, and again, maybe it's it, like like Forrest Whitaker's. Maybe it's more about the character and and some of the lines and maybe at points how it was portrayed originally than than the actual actor itself. Um, but as it as it you know further into it, where it became more impassioned, you know, and that scene between him and Tarkin, where he's re- it basically kind of dawns on him that Tarkin is going to steal you know, that everything from him, you know, that this yeah. vision, you know, these ambitions that he's held all this time, you know, this, this, this great plan that he had, this vision and this weapon that he thought was going to be his, you know, vehicle to, to, you know, reach in the very top of the empire is, is all going to be taken from him by a guy who was above him and who was just as ruthless as him, if not even more ruthless. And, and, the, and the passion he showed in that, I I thought that was, that was probably where he started to really sort of um, almost like step out of the screen. Mm-hmm. So it was, I thought it was an interesting performance, but not, I'd probably say like more memorable moments rather than, you know, a, a really sort of memorable character. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. You know I why he didn't that. like him? Because he went against Moff. That's the truth. Exactly. Exactly. If you do that, you do that Andy's not going to back it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't no. be satisfied until uh, until Harinda does does uh, re- reworks a picture and I'm in it as Moff Tarkin. <laughs> oh, Andy, I know yeah. you're listening. That's it now. <laughs> oh, he'll do it. You know what he's like. Oh, I look forward to seeing that myself. Obviously, um, the the main part of the film is obviously trying to get these plans to the Death Star. What did you think of the whole concept of Jin's father Galen building in this weakness in the Death Star plans, Andy? I liked that bit. Uh, I did. It was uh, it was interesting. Again, it's almost going back to what I mentioned earlier about the the there was almost like an opportunity missed of that relationship between Urso and his family and Saw Gerrera, you know, mm-hmm. we, we kind of hint towards it and, you know, it's almost like a passing reference. But I think there was 
perhaps perhaps there was there was opportunities maybe to have sown a bit more of the seeds there joined maybe joined a little bit more of the dots on that one but yeah i liked i, I did like it I, it was it was a very interesting concept and i think it was it was like a nice twist you know that, that these you know that this sort of um, the weakness that was identified in the death star as 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 it's kind of come across in the original star wars movie was purposely put there you know and it was all yeah. a plan and it was all laid there and ready and set up you know by by the guy who's you know who who's almost working against his wishes to you know being there that this was that you know his ultimate revenge would be to give someone else the opportunity to destroy it so it was i thought it was it was a curious twist and um and a different concept and and i did like that i must admit yeah, I think I think I did as well because obviously that was one of the criticisms of of a new hope. You know, some people had, uh, in the past said, you know, you know, why would something so impressive have this? You know, this one weak point exposed, and you know, some people didn't like that. And I think it was really cool that we, they were able to come up with a good explanation for why there would be this, you know, this, you know massive weakness within the death star so i thought that was quite a cool thing because one, one of, of the, the questions benefits. isn't it isn't it one of the questions in a new hope like you start the film and like wait up he's looking for these plans you're like well how did all this happen yeah, there's a big story true. missing here you know yeah. <laughs> and you're like okay now we know and <laughs> i think it's per- i think it was i wouldn't say perfect but i think it was the right way to go i think it makes it believable surely they they, they set yeah. it up enough with how he's taken away from his family, how his wife mm-hmm. has murdered in front of his eyes, um, you know, how he hasn't seen his daughter for all that time and where she is, whether she's alive or not. What, what, what can drive a man to work for the Empire for so long where that is yeah. the type of shit that can drive you to, to doing that and, and have a revenge mission, you know? That is, <laughs> that is the type of no. thing. So th- talk, it would have been nice if they showed him with Riz a couple of scenes. You know, sending him across. Yeah, that would. I think been... that's a. I was just going to say, I think that's a bit of a constant theme for us here. That's one of our criticism. I think a lot of the characters, you just get told about their relationship. You don't actually feel it. You know, you don't feel that there was. You know, it's hard for me to believe there was ever a relationship with Galen and Riz Ahmed's character, mm-hmm. or with Galen and you know, So Guerrero. Obviously, we're told about it, or So Guerrero and Jin. But you don't really feel it. And I think that's maybe one of the things that, one of the weaknesses that definitely comes through for me. So I think you, you've hit on a point that definitely resonates with me there. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah. You needed, needed well, two films, and didn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you say that, and I know, and, and there is a lot of truth in that, but, but we can all think of films that have multiple, multiple characters, you know, your dirty dozens or whatever, and if it's done well enough, you, uh, it's, or Tombstone, one of my favourites, or the, if it's done well enough and skillfully enough, you can with some characters you only have to have a, a moment, and at the moment no, can be really over, powerful. Over, overall, it worked. Overall, it worked. We're being really nitty gritty here. Oh yeah. Oh definitely, definitely. Mm. Oh no, it definitely worked. But I suppose what these are just we're splitting hairs. I suppose these for are sure, things where. You know, wanting it to be even better, but no, you can't argue. And like Andy said, in particular, that second half, that just motors, doesn't it? And you know, you know, there's so many characters where you really do feel for these characters. You know, for for a Star Wars film, you know, it, 
where a lot of these characters are new, you really do feel for them. So I am being overly critical there, you're right. So they're just my sort of thoughts and feelings, really. But no, take take your point, definitely. I suppose, obviously, there's so many enjoyable scenes in this. Is there any that particularly stand out for you, Gags? Oh, God. Do you want me to save it for the end? The, the one save the... that one for the end. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so aside from the obvious. Then anything with K2SO when he's predicting their deaths. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time there's, there's a chance of this happening, uh, there's, there's this much chance of her killing you, there's this much chance of us dying on this. <laughs> you know, pretty much <laughs> anything that he did was fantastic. I've already mentioned some of the fight scenes oh. that I liked. I thought the war at the end, um, the battle... Is great. It's uh, everything that we talked about in the preview mm-hmm. happened. You know, Tie Fighters, X Wings, and you know um, the battle on the ground as well. There was everything there, everything, yeah. and they didn't even they didn't disappoint us, and we got to see a lightsaber at least. You know, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the beauty of it that they did they did give you that bit, mm-hmm. and I will talk about that later. But uh, that that was nice. That was nice. Those yeah. scenes were the, some of those scenes are the best. I, I liked um, the the camaraderie between Chira and is it Baze? 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 Yeah, that was yeah. good. They they came out well. I think you guys have mentioned the Jin and the Cassie and stuff. Uh, those scenes are always always good. Yeah. Apart from that, I thought there, there were loads of good scenes, but those were the those were the best ones. I thought the Rebel War at the start in Jeddah was good too. Oh. You know, yeah, the, the battle. That was really yeah. gritty down in the, in, because obviously saw Guerrero's men. And a couple of them were really, really good. Like the guy with two tubes out of his face. Mm-hmm. He was quite good, actually. I thought he was quite a good little character. Could have been built on a little bit, but yeah, there was, um, there was some, there were really good moments. There were really good moments. K2SO stole a lot of, a lot of the scenes when he was in them, to be fair. Oh, so good, wasn't he? I mm-hmm. mean, uh, so many good lines, and it's such a great idea that he's got this fault. That means he just says whatever he thinks, and it's just so good. And like, uh, you know, I think one of them he says, "I'll be there for you to gin." And yeah. Goes, the captain said I had to. And he says charming, and I just think that is so brilliant. And the performance by Alan Tudyk is just, you know, be. Because all the way through, he's so sarcastic and so funny. But obviously, he's a robot. But when he gets destroyed at the end, you really feel, you know, you you, you feel yeah. really sad another, for robot, another, even another, though... another performance that you give a shit about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. And then just, um, yeah, po- possibly, I, I know I could get shot for this, possibly my favourite droid in any of the films, uh, you know, obviously oh, I have a child wow. of affection for R2 and C3PO, but so, so just so many great lines and just so different to anything else I've ever seen, I think, to be honest with you, uh, for a droid, particularly in that universe. Uh, no, just just fantastic. What about yourself, Andy? Any particular scenes stand out for you that you really enjoyed? The same for me in terms of the battle scenes. Uh, Mo- certainly Moff <laughs> he's trying not to mention it don't encourage him Uh, the bit where he blows everything up yeah that's it (laughs) Uh, them battle scenes or towards the end they they were really really good they they, they did them so well you know by that point you know the the movie had uh, you know uh, really got into its pace and it was like you said it was motoring along 
the tension was building. It, it, it was, it becomes, you know, so, so good by then. It really gripped you. Uh, and I would, them battle scenes, I really, really enjoyed them. But I have to say, you know, the, the one scene that just totally takes it for me is the, is the, is the final scene. It just, that, that was like, it was like, a, you know, an extra Christmas present. It really was. It was, it was a surprise present for Star Wars fans almost. It was, it, just beautiful and just so brilliantly done as well. They definitely saved the best to last. Because it oh, means no, even more it. now, doesn't it? Joe? It does. You it know? does. It I mean, people that, people will actually go and watch that at the end again because I think some people when they watched um, Force Awakens didn't see the same layer, but mm-hmm. in this one you get to see her how we always saw her, yeah. and that's going to yeah. be our last memory of her. And it's quite beautiful and fitting, isn't it? That? It is because she is. looked great. They did another great job. Yeah. No, well, that that no. was a yeah another actress there. It just that the, that whole thing, you know, to recreate leading into the beginning of New Hope. It just it just brilliant, really. It just it was it was it was it was just like you know to to give you that. It was you know after after going through front story to then you know give you that. There you go, and this is where it all fits into place. It was just. Absolutely sublime. I, I I just loved that that uh, that final scene. Yeah, it's a, it, it is magical, and I, I don't know whether you were the same as me. The first thing I wanted to do afterwards was to watch a new hope again, and <laughs> I suppose sure. that's the greatest sort of credit to the film you can get because yes. I haven't watched that in quite a no. while. I went and watched the first it, ten minutes. It was perfect because it just felt in there. It mm. just really did feel. Because I imagine it'd be quite easy for them to do that and it not feel the same. Obviously, that was done, you know, 30 years ago or whatnot. And it's like, it really felt, it felt like these were the same people and, yeah, and the same places. And no, it's just, just done so well. And I think that I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Andy. It's like, you know, very poignant now as well with obviously what sadly happened to Carrie Fisher. But no, magical. What about, Gags, obviously we've waited long enough and I know me and Andy can probably take five minutes here. Did did the return of Darth Vader live up to your expectations? Had he just done that scene with Mendelssohn and then gone, I think I would have cried. <laughs> I, I really think I would have, I, I really would have been pissed off, but you know what? You watch you wait and you watch and then you see these guys trying to get this disco you know away and in the mist in the darkness up comes the lightsaber and all of yeah. a sudden he's you know everything's reflecting off the lightsaber's light in it and it's just magnificent and then you see what you've waited for the force the dark force and he's throwing things around he's choking people he's throwing them out the way he's got their guns flying he's 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 reflecting the um, what's it called the 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 the, the lasers with laser bolts. Yeah, laser bolts with yeah. the with with his lightsaber, and it's perfect. And he looks mean. He looks young. He looks fresh. You know, he actually looks the way he's walking. It's with mm-hmm. power. He looks like a demon. You know, it's just yeah. magnificent. And he looks like he's gonna kick ass. And it's exactly what he does. And those guys that are dying, they're they're screaming for their lives. You see the fear? They got the fear across brilliantly. And you just want to re... I I went and watched the second time. And then the third time, I only went to watch that scene. I could have slept (laughs) the first two hours, yeah? 
and I would have woke up especially just to watch that because it was all I wanted to see and I was praying. I was like, I wish they could have just had another minute or two of it of just showing the the, the, the evilness. You know, I wanted him to see chop someone's head off or something. I don't know. I just wanted more. It yeah. made me want. And that's really good, isn't it? When they when something oh, like yeah. that happens and they want you want more of Vader. Particularly how much you love Vader and how much build up you'd had to that 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 scene in particular for it to it sounds like it met all your expectations which is so impressive because it's so hard to do such an iconic character and no it's just the uh, i mean me and cuzzy me and cuzzy we're we're like the 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 darth vader fan club kind thing we we, <laughs> we we were on like dms talking about it when he came out oh, of the cinema brilliant. and we were just like oh my god how good was this you know and that that is that is the kind of thing a fanboy does right they they want to see yeah. the favorites the specials i actually want to it's a shame how old he's got the, the voice you know he's because they i i want to i kind of would have rather they do a, a vader film you know those those early days of when yeah. he turns into Vader. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see the tyranny. I'd rather you see that. You mean the prequel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. but they didn't do anything, did they? They didn't do anything in that. They, they just show him born in as Vader and that's it. I want to yeah. see so, the like Episode three and a half. Yeah, I want to see... Uh, no, but it doesn't have to be in the episode because they don't have to have... Because obviously everyone's in hiding at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Jedis are hiding. You just, you just, you just want two hours of Vader <laughs> kicking ass. That's it. I just want to see two hours of Vader <laughs> killing people. Honestly, I just want to see it. I want to see the, the evilness because there must be when he was young. It could have, it must have been so powerful, much more powerful. And like, ah, oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just being stupid. No, no. The, uh, I, I love your passion and how much you enjoy that character and obviously that 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 Drink scene shit, with Vader. We, we always we always hoped right we get to see something fresh from vader or a yeah. fresh scene and you know what they made it happen how nice yeah. is that it's it's perfect and it actually makes them uh, I, I don't even know if this was possible but it actually makes them more scary because obviously we've seen them face off with people and stuff but it's normally been either like someone who who's no threat to them at all or someone who also has a lightsaber but this was him facing off against soldiers who were trying to hurt him uh, in an enclosed space for the most part. And you're just like, you're just seeing how dangerous this, this, this man is, you know, how dangerous he is and how, you know, he just went through them like nothing, they were nothing. Yeah. And and it, the, it'd just be so scary. It's just brilliant. It's just yeah. brilliant. No. And, you totally know, he's going to catch them. He's going to catch them because you know he's going to catch them, you know, because yeah. uh, he's, he's standing there and he's really vexed and he's like, right. Don't worry, I'm coming. <laughs> and then you watch New Hope and he walks through bodies <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, man. No. Brilliant. Really well Brilliant. fitted together. Really glued beautifully. Uh, they, they, one thing they achieved was, like you said, you go watch the other movie and it's perfectly fit together now. And it's like oh, we talk, yeah. you know, we always talked about that machete order. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. there's a whole new way of watching Star Wars. Sure. You watch Rogue One first now. And then you watch New Hope, and then you watch uh, Empire State Strikes Back, and then you go and watch Episode Two and Three, and then you watch Return of Jedi, and then Force Awakens. That's how you introduce Star Wars to a newbie to get all the beautiful bits that we got growing up. That's how you sell it. That's how you get. My daughter watched it in that way, so that she'd get the shocks, she'd get the twists. You know, 
Yeah, it's great. It's great to have those uh, mm. options. We're, we're spoiled, aren't we? Definitely. What about yourself, Andy? I mean, the, obviously, there's not much left to say, I suppose, after gags, but I'm sure you enjoyed that as much as us both. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Andy! <laughs> I couldn't resist that. <clears throat> it, it was it was good seeing him, wasn't it? And they were good scenes. I did enjoy them. Um, obviously, again, you know, as I've said already, you know, Star Wars was a part of my childhood and I still love it today as much as I did then. So, you know, seeing this iconic villain from your childhood, uh, just such a massive star, you know, of movies and, and merchandise and everything. You've been surrounded with these characters for so long to see them, you know, resurrected in a new and a, diff- a slightly different way. It was uh, it was good. And it was certainly enjoyable to watch. Oh, I think uh, the, there's only one last question, really, I suppose. Uh, obviously, we all had our ideas of what would happen in this film. Obviously, the main characters, Jin and Cassian, were successful in their mission, but obviously they didn't didn't survive. And we probably won't see, unless they show any backstory for either of those characters in another film, we probably won't see them again. Were you, were you surprised by that at all, Andy? Did you expect them characters to to survive and maybe see further, you know, further stories involving Jin in particular? Were you surprised? I, I was a little, I must admit. I think that's just mm-hmm. because we're so conditioned, you know, and just so used to the the heroes being there at the end, you know, particularly in these the type of movies, you know, because it is... Yeah. It's that. I can't you know, believe that. you did that. You expected that, both of you. I'm really surprised that this uh, was on no, the agenda. I, you well, know I why? Know. Because I said at the end of the pod that they're all going to die. Remember, I said there's only one way it's going to work that they all die. Yeah, but even still, you, watching the movie, you still because you're so conditioned, you know, to yeah, this being such exactly. a, you know, that traditional setting of good versus evil and that good will overcome. Yeah. That yeah. maybe you know one or two characters go, but. You, you, I think you, you have become sort of your mind's been trained to feel that there will be some way that they do get out. Uh, yeah. It just, I don't know. It's though you, you, you are kind of half expecting them not to make it. You, you still almost do. So it's, it, it is a little. It's, I don't know. It is kind of a little bit of a surprise, certainly in, in the format of, of you know the traditional Star Wars theme, but. Even just yeah, economically, even just economically, Gags has yeah. told us how much money it's made. Very few films will kill off such a big character who they yeah, virtually have further exploits with. Yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd say it was a brave decision. And like, like Gags is saying, I think it probably, it, 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 it saved the film that they did that because it is a more realistic end to that film. So yeah. it was, it was refreshing in, in that way. Yeah, I mean, they they could easily have got away with even if they, they said, all right, that Jin's died, and that would kind of make sense that you never see her, and that that you know that Cassius lives on, and he's mm. you know he's just a pilot, or you know that dies or something yeah. like that. You know that there would there would be ways that they could easily kind of branch off mm. and and you know write find it you know a creative way of writing them out of of why you they yeah. weren't a part of any of the other episodes, but. Yeah, it is brave, and it's it is very very different to to like you say what we're conditioned to to seeing and thinking. I'm I'm not even going to ask Ags that because clearly he knew what was going to happen. And I, I knew because it's, it's I, on the pod. Yeah, it's on the pod. I actually expected them all to die. I thought the obvious ending for this is because they can't take it any further. 
is that they somehow get those plans up to that ship where, you know, like in, uh, well, I didn't even go that far in thinking I'd totally slip my mind, but whatever the start of New Hope is, I knew that they'd link it together, you know, because they mentioned the Death Star, we knew it was about the Death Star, but I just didn't think, I'm sorry, I just knew that there was no way out. De- Vader stays alive, if Vader's in it, everyone dies. Vader stays alive, everyone else dies. I mean, it was surprising that Krennic died, actually. Mm-hmm. But it makes more sense now because they actually had Moff in it, and Moff is the one who does everything. It, 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 you think it's his idea? <laughs> in fucking, in yeah. New Hope. Yeah. And again, it's beautiful because they build that. They build yeah, that in true. there that he wants it off him. He wants that idea mm-hmm. off him, and he's he's going to take it. and And he gives the order in the end, doesn't he? Yeah, just fucking blow it up. Don't matter. Kill yeah. him as well. Kill them all. We can't have this shit going on in, the, in the, against the empire. But yeah, I I actually am really surprised that you both thought that none of it would uh, that it would happen. But I expected it. And like you said, it, it's very novel that they did it, and they didn't go with the normal goody goody. Someone survives, you know. You, yeah. we, can, we can have a sequel, people. Nope, <laughs> they've just absolutely battered it all. Like you know, it all gone, all gone, and they killed off most of them before. The final scene. So, you know, throughout yeah. the war, the battle, they made it realistic that they were getting overrun yeah. slowly and all these people died. Riz Ahmed, mm-hmm. you know, Bo- Bodhi or whatever his name is, Brody. And then, then, yeah. oh, uh, and then all the others died as well. Baze, everyone died slowly. And then they did the big one and just wiped him out. But they gave you the feel good that, in fact, the movie served its purpose because Jin served a purpose in her life. Yeah. That was her sole purpose. In the end, if you think about it, her father had gone through all that. She basically made sure her father's life wasn't in vain. Yeah. And that was the message I, think, I took from it in the end, that it was yeah. all it served a purpose in, the, in yeah. the Star Wars universe. I mean, perfectly. I think that's a great, great place to finish. Um, so uh, summed up perfectly well by you both there. Um, I'd just like to thank you both for coming on. Thanks to everyone for listening. Um, we always enjoy talking Star Wars and getting the feedback from, from the listeners. So thanks very much for all of that. Um, where can people find more of your work, Ags? <laughs> um, uh, that was, you were meant to say, that was your opportunity to say, on the box podcast. Or, or, yeah, you can find me can on the box. Or everyone uh, knows. Everyone knows where they can find. Get I'm, I'm either on. I'm either on the box or I'm under pressure. Get it? <laughs> no, no. There's this. <laughs> I'm, I'm the gag gag standards. Standards. Don't loads. I'm, 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 I'm juggling a lot. I'm really trying to make a go of on the box right now. I'm really am. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we won't have a weekly show this week. So it's been weekly for the last three or four weeks. It's been doing really well. But um, this week just wasn't able to find the right people for a show. So I'm gonna watch some more TV. Put some more stuff together. Take a week off from that because I've done a gag standing show this week. So that'll be out before this. So uh, it should be out already. So check that out. Uh, can Liverpool, you know, is this our year is what we titled it. So, yeah, interesting to see what the results come out of that one for Liverpool. And, uh, yeah, just I'm keeping really busy trying to get some things going and do something different. Enjoy, you know, enjoy, especially doing pods like this is a lot, a lot of fun. Gets away from the Liverpool stuff for a bit. And, um yeah, gets the other passions going. So thank oh, you, Joe. Brilliant. Thanks very much for coming on, Gags. What about yourself, Andy? If you really want to, you can follow me on Twitter at Andy Armchair. Um, of course, I do the the Reds Review podcast uh, on a monthly basis. It's uh, 
just a monthly magazine of all things Liverpool Football Club. Just summarise things and uh, have a bit of fun, bit of a bit of a trivia in there, a bit of fun. Uh, look ahead to the uh, the next month's games and whatnot. Uh, that's that's out there. The last one was with uh, Nina Kauza where we did uh, December and a little bits of uh, bits and pieces of 2016 as well. So there'll be another one of those at the end of this month. Um, also do some writing for Anfield Index and EPL Index. And uh, I have the uh, the wonderful Trev Downey has narrated my last few articles. So uh, please do go check them out because Trev adds a layer of velvet to my words and uh, I can't get enough of it. I'd echo that uh... I definitely read Andy's articles and listen to the pods that him and Gags have mentioned. But please also check out AI Audible, Trev Downey. Uh, great to have him back. Great to have him feeling well enough to uh, to be doing this type of thing. He's he's you know he's a great part of the Liverpool community and uh, just a great guy and very good at what he does. So give those a listen. Also. Nina is fantastic. You know, we all love her on AI. So please check out AI TV with Nina. It's, you know, just it's only going to build that now. So please check that out. And please, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoeSimpson79 or at AI Movie Night. Always welcome feedback or film suggestions. And thanks once again to my guests for coming on and to anybody for listening. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 